Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Sean Pendergast is in New York City getting ready for John Lopez's son's wedding. Uh, that is tomorrow night. John's going to be the, what is it called, Sean Bajani, who fills in for Sean Pendergast? Uh, is it the officiant? Whoever, Ooh. the guy the guy in charge of the wedding. <laughs> the guy, uh, yeah, John, John got ordained online, and he's going to be doing the ceremony. Oh, I, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. He is doing the wedding. Yeah. Um, yeah. The officiant. I, I don't think, uh, that's one way to describe it, but uh, no, you're, you're, you're close, though. You're close to the word. I don't feel like uh, I don't feel like calling him the minister is uh, or the pastor. I think pastor John, great. I know he did the hard work of going to get that certificate online and everything, and I feel like yeah, people that have actually you know had years and years of training for that. Um, yeah, an officiant, somebody who performs a religious service or ceremony. Okay, so yeah, but I don't know how religious this is going to be. So uh, any if it is religious, just remember God. John's trying his best, okay? At some not, point during the service, there's probably going to be a cheers, like in a beer close by for John. <laughs> like, yeah. you may now kiss the bride, and he raises the glass. <laughs> yeah, this is a, it's not a deliberate affront to you, God. It's just uh, it's just John trying to do a cool thing for his kids. <laughs> so uh, the Texans, is this was announced yesterday. I believe Schefter broke the news, right? Yeah. Uh, the NFL is taking a fifth-round pick from the Texans and fining them $175,000 for what the league believes is a salary cap violation and what Houston believes is an accounting error that dates back uh, to Deshaun Watson's training during COVID. This, is, this all goes back to Deshaun Watson having the extra special treatment at the Houstonian. Yeah. Um, I got wind of this a little bit before it came out, and my thought was I very inaccurately assumed and prepared myself for this being some kind of blaming of the Texans for Deshaun and what he allegedly did with those women at the Houstonian. Um, like I, cause remember, remember there was a report, remember the, the uh, writers kept trying to act like the Texans knew exactly what was going on and that they were, they were going along with it and they were all a big part of this cause they had gotten this room for him at the Houstonian mm-hmm. when in fact it was, they had gotten him this cause they thought he was, uh, you know, actually training at the Houstonian. Right. But it's a salary cap violation. 
Um, I guess because it's above and beyond what they would offer everybody else. If they had gone, or you out have got, to report it as such. Yeah, like, yeah, right. You have to report it as income. For they should have reported it to as like uh, twenty six thousand dollars of income. That was what they paid twenty six thousand dollars for him to work out at the Houstonian. That was, um, you know, like that was probably the most frustrating thing for most people is that like it's twenty six thousand dollars, and yeah. now that cost you a fifth round pick and more cash like what do you yeah doing? yeah yeah and especially look there are other teams that um that very 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 likely did this for some of their star players uh it's, oh, no especially it was during it was during covid they weren't allowed to have people there uh you know various teams did stuff but i guess it's it's the individual um it's making it just for one individual i do think that um, I, I think that the Texans were singled out here and not because they're the Texans per se, but I, I, I do think that it's at least partly because this one circumstance had the most publicity attached to it. Sure. So the league is trying to, you know, the league has been kind of targeted in how they address any kind of COVID violations. And I feel like it's a, like a bit of loose like loose ends on bookkeeping that they're taking this fifth round pick from the Texans the fine okay it's $175,000 to an NFL team yeah whatever you know yeah it's, well uh, it's just, it's the it's literally because it's an NFL team it's literally the same whatever 175k yeah. as the 26k should have been a few years ago when you just could have paid the dang thing right you know, right right like, yeah if you had your ducks in a row you pay the 26k well, this is this is really gone and done for but Again, like just when you think you're out of the weeds, it's like Deshaun Watson and this whole mess rears its ugly head again and just reminds us all of the crap we've been through the last three years. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I don't know how people feel. Weigh in on the text line, 713-572-4610. Um, as Sean Bajani fills in for Sean Pendergast today. I, I actually, once I realized that this wasn't about tying the Texans to the actual alleged misconduct or something, I actually felt a, a pretty big measure of relief in that, oh, okay, this is something that happened under Bill O'Brien and Jack Easterby. Like, honestly, Sean, the things I would hear about how haphazard things were behind the scenes with Easterby and O'Brien running the show, mm-hmm. like after Brian Gain was fired, they they were not filing things on time. They couldn't get anything done. The stories you would hear about Jack Easterby trying to negotiate these contracts and having to have agents explain things to him, it was a haphazard mess. So, honestly... It feels a little bit like, all right, if this is the end of it, the the fact that they screwed this up, that they should have known better, you know. And honestly, that's another one where, I, all right, was was Deshaun Watson hard up for the twenty six thousand dollars? Is this the was this, a, <laughs> this is an instance where Deshaun Watson couldn't pay the whatever the the fee was at right. the Estonian? Um, you know, there's I, a I'm, a, of- I'm a little bitter because I I paid a. Uh, I used to be a member of the Houstonian. I paid an initiation fee. And, oh, uh, really? And I think when I bought it, you could still like sell them or trade them, and then somewhere along the way, they changed the policy. So now I have that. I have that. I'll leave that to my relatives someday. <laughs> I'll leave that to my heirs here. Houstonian is a nice place, man. Yeah. I, I used to actually go when I was much, much younger, like right out of college. I had a good friend of mine who his girlfriend was a massage therapist at the Houstonian, and, you know, he had a little bit of money, too. And I guess maybe he was a member. I can't remember. Uh, but he used to get me in like late at night or like early in the morning during a random day of the week when it wouldn't be so busy. 
and I would have like full access to the spas and stuff, like get to do the massage, like go work out. I was a workout warrior over there at the Houstonian yeah, for a yeah. couple of years, man. <laughs> and it was great. But, you know, a couple of things here with this story. So a lot of people are saying, okay, yeah, well, the Texans had 11 draft picks. Now they only have 10. No, they still have 11 because they recouped one. They got a compensatory pick. And they're actually going to be drafting, I think, what is it, 259th overall now, Mr. Irrelevant. The Texans will be Mr. Irrelevant, yeah. They got the lowest possible compensation possible. And um, that has nothing to do with any kind of bias or uh, grudgery. That's just, there's a formula for that. I'll tell you what, the team that came out looking really good and smart yesterday was the 49ers. They got seven. Uh, Yeah, seven compensatory picks. Three of them, I believe, were from minority hires, mm-hmm. um, and then four of them were from free agents that they had lost. So just as a, a real loose recap for people that don't know about compensatory picks, it's, a, it's one of the things the NFL CBA does to protect the owners a little bit from free agency. If you have a free agent leave your team and go and play heavy usage somewhere else, you're going to get some kind of compensation back, but that's offset by free agents that you sign and bring in as well. So there's a complicated formula, and nobody really knows what it's going to be until they're awarded. But the the 49ers, um, by way of having several minority candidates get high-level jobs elsewhere, and then by having four different free agents leave, they get seven picks coming back in the third mm-hmm. through sixth rounds. And um, and that's one way if you're a good team these days. Baltimore has done a good job of this. The Rams have done a really good job of this. If you're a good team, the smart ones manage the cap and the success this way. Like if uh, imagine if the Astros, as they were losing Correa and as losing Springer and everybody else like that, um, you get you get compensation back for it. So it's not as bad as just losing those star players. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good business, but it, and it it gives those teams an opportunity to kind of stay relevant if you're drafting well. And as you said, you know, you're taking care of things via the cap and you know free agency otherwise. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, go ahead. Oh no! One of our listeners makes a very good point. She says, "I think every team is guilty of this, but because Watson was under investigation, that's how it got brought to light." You know, I that's pretty reasonable. I think, and again. Like I, I, I think the NFL recognizes and understands as much. So I guess maybe loose, loose ends on the bookkeeping side of the Deshaun Watson scandal mm-hmm. is where this all. Maybe the NFL wants to be sure they're taking, they're they're crossing their T's and dotting their eyes and and thinking about everything that came up and has it has it been handled and and closed tight. And yeah, I guess that was it was made public. Uh, and there needs to be some accounting for it if the if they want to be able to you know enforce this with other teams. Yeah, I thought that's kind of like what you were going with, you know, because Watson was the story and he was under investigation. That's why this was you know made an issue. I mean, it was almost a perfect storm. Maybe that's the wrong way to put it, but the Texans were the best example that if the NFL was going to you know point you know to a team like say, hey, look, you got to get this under control. We're going to use them as this example. Yeah, it's twenty six thousand dollars, you know, a drop in the bucket, whatever. It's nothing, but it's still an accounting error. It's still a salary cap violation. And the Texans are just the easiest team to use as, um, you know, the the example to kind of set the standard everywhere else in the league. And, you know, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, yeah. it's just somebody else texts and it's like, Bajani, you're making it sound like the Texans should have just paid the 26 so they wouldn't have gotten fined 175. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm saying that. And so you wouldn't have lost a fifth round pick. Like, 
Right, the fifth round pick is the big deal. That's yeah, the big that's deal. A, well, and also, and just to put it in perspective, though, too. Okay, fifth round picks. These are the best. These are the most notable fifth round picks that uh, I could I could pick out from the Texans draft history. Charles Amenahue, which uh, who had a good year here in San Francisco last year with a little bit of drama at the end. I don't know what became of that. Um, DJ Reader might end up being the best of all of these. Randy Bullock, Shiloh Ko, TJ Yates, uh, James Casey. Boy, there's some good little gems there. And then uh, Drew Hodgson, who started a few games, but he's my sometimes co-host on the Deceptively Fast Fast (laughs) Podcast and on my YouTube channel. So uh, uh, especially Drew Hodgson. But out of 20-plus years of existence, seven fifth-rounders, which actually, think about it, that's, you know, if you're hitting about 33%, that's about what you expect to get out of – out of your fifth round picks. And then a few other guys in there that played and were special teams contributors. But that's, you're, it's, it's not nothing. And it's, uh, it's kind of a pain in the ass when you're trying to advance and move ahead here. Sure. I know Mr. Irrelevant last year, Brock Purdy was playing in the playoffs and it helped lead his team to the playoffs. But usually Mr. Irrelevant, the team that they, the, the pick that the Texans picked up with the compensatory picks, uh, very, very rarely turns into a viable football player. That was my thought. Like, oh, the irony. Like, you know, we've got all these, you know, former 49er coaches over here in Houston now and now they too have the Mr. Irrelevant pick. If they don't use it on a quarterback, damn it, you know, they're doing yeah. it wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bobby right? Slowick Oh, God. shoot your oh, shot. Just go ahead. <laughs> Bobby Slowick, uh, I thought did a really good job in his press conference the other day. He said one thing when asked a question about Jimmy Garoppolo that Mike Florio had to comment on. We've got that up in about a, in about a half hour or so. Um, as far as the draft conversation we were having a little bit earlier, because Damian Pierce had mentioned about what a great guy Anthony Richardson, his teammate at Florida, and the quarterback who's rising up the boards, what a good guy he is. And I was kind of skeptical over Damian Pierce's claim that at one point Anthony Richardson had said he wanted to be a firefighter because I thought, like, oh, anybody can say they want to be a firefighter. Lamont, Lamont texted in and said that Anthony Richardson was actually preparing for the firefighter's exam as a senior in high school. How do we know that? So, is that something that was revealed during the dra- the combine process? And I interview? trust Lamont. I, I mean, I do Lamont. too. I just want to know. I haven't heard that. Like, yeah, I don't know if uh, I don't know. It was probably somebody wrote a piece about it at some point. Somebody wrote a glowing piece about Anthony Richardson. I do. I, it's it's dicey at this time of year because it's so easy to paint anybody out as a saint. So it's, this is not specific to Anthony Richardson. I have like a I have like a knee jerk skepticism over. Articles or stories about how awesome people are. Um, oh gosh. Okay, so like right now, my Twitter profile is a photoshopped Gerald Ford made to look like a like a cool guy with a mullet um, wearing sunglasses. <laughs> so, and I uh, there was a there was a a guy on Twitter did this with every single president. He gave them mullets and made them look cool. So I I picked Gerald Ford just because he played football at Michigan. It's very He's Rick Flairish. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty badass picture yeah. of uh, Gerald. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but then I started doing a deep dive into Gerald Ford. Just I went down that rabbit hole one day into his football career and how how classic politician story does this sound? Um, it was about the time that Gerald Ford almost walked off the team at Michigan. Why? Because they had one black teammate at Michigan, and Georgia Tech was going to refuse to play against Michigan if the black player was allowed to play. Um, so Michigan 
finally relented and said, okay, we'll sit the black player. And so the, the gushing story that people tell about Gerald Ford is he almost quit the team over this. But, at the <laughs> you know, he ended up playing, but he almost quit the team. Like, uh, all right. I mean, uh, like, that's oh, an easy one, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not judging the people based on what happened in the 30s or anything. We're like, let's not try to make it sound like uh, you're a white knight because you almost quit the team. <laughs> so, all right, I, I won't accept the almost was a firefighter. You got to be a – it's like the people that say, oh, I would have been a Navy SEAL if I hadn't done such or such. Like, all right, dude, like, just calm down a little bit. It's, it's but you know so what? Like, just... We all have those stories, right? We all yeah. have those instances in life where we almost did something, but something held us back. Like, I have a ton oh, yeah. of those when I was really oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I would have. I totally would have tried to be a Navy SEAL until I sunk like a stone uh, in my first long swim. I get, that's where I always, you know, what it was from uh, reading that. There was a long story about Tiger Woods once, and you know, Tiger Woods was would do all this Navy SEAL training. Yeah, his dad, yeah, yeah, yeah. His dad was in special ops. I think his dad was a Green Beret. Um, yes, yes. But Tiger would train with the Navy SEALs, and. According to a couple of the Navy SEALs, Tiger would talk kind of almost like, well, because he's gone out and done a couple of these weekend training sessions with these guys. He was like one like, of them. Yeah, yeah. And the guys are like, man, this is like anybody can be wet and cold for 12 hours. Like, <laughs> you got to go do it for eight weeks. And you got to, like, <laughs> let's, not just, let's not just say, oh, yeah, I would have been a Navy SEAL if I hadn't been a professional. Right. Golfer. But it's like, yeah. you know, like those mud runs they have, like around towns and stuff, yeah. like these 12Ks or whatever, these crazy things. Like, they have Navy SEAL ones. It's like, if you go do that, you can't go hold a conversation. With like a career yeah, yeah. military, you can't go talk to some <laughs> you know? some army ranger because you like, crawled yeah, under like ten yards of barbed wire and yeah. hopped like an eight foot fence on your Tell little you race. Like I know no. what it's like to be in the in the bleep uh, in, the, in the stuff <laughs> out there. I've been uh, I was, there was one time where I, I pulled a hammy pretty bad, but I gutted it out for the last fifty yards of this Spartan run. I, so I, I know leapt I, over five feet of. You know, burning coals, you know, to cross the finish line. It's like, woo good job, Bob. Do I Do I have the 1,000-yard stare? No, I only work in meters, okay? I got the 1,000-meter stare. Yeah, so, uh, um, I'll, but I'll accept that, that he was actually, if he was, a, that's kind of like being an ROTC or something. Like, at least he made the, if he was training to be a firefighter, but then obviously he got a, a football scholarship or something, then, okay, cool. That's a, that's a pretty cool job to want to have. But you know the hardest thing for firefighters is they, uh, like, just the, their suits. They're, they're wearing those suits that get exposed to chemicals and everything, and they're sweating just profusely inside of them yeah. so that everything kind of, a lot of the chemical exposure ends up just seeping through your skin. So those guys, it's not, I think, you, you think of the danger to the actual fires, obviously, but then the chemical exposure, especially nowadays, because everything's got so many chemicals into it and flame retardants. And, like, ironically, the flame retardants are some of the worst things that firefighters are probably exposed to. Because yeah, you don't think about stuff so like that. Nasty. I mean, yeah. th- those are things that will, you know, unfortunately rear its ugly head, like, years and years down the road. Like, you start having issues. Uh, my, one of my best friends is a firefighter, and... I don't get. I don't have any respect for him because he's an EO now. All he, all he does is drive the chief around and he wears Crocs all day and brags about how much he gets to work out and I don't eat. Have any respect for him? What's an EO? An, an engine operator. 
Engine so, operator. Like, oh, so he gets to drive it. Yeah, that, well, that's, he oh. don't even drive anymore. He drives like the Suburban, you know? So if the chief <laughs> needs to go to like the other station, like he'll do that. If they want to go so pick up Jimmy John's, they'll go do that. <laughs> Does he show up to his kid's school and they're all excited because he's driving the fire engine that day? <laughs> the fire engine is a Suburban XL. His kids don't even <laughs> blink because his kids know how easy he has it now. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's all I heard about for 10 years is like, man, I can't wait to get the, to get the EO so I can stop going into the fires. And I can just drive the box, you know. Well, how old are his kids? Uh, what are they? Uh, eleven and nine? Or no, 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 no. no. Um, uh, sorry, uh, fifteen and twelve, something like that. That's so. Yeah, so they don't even get to have like the glory of of seeing their dad in his in his actual gear and everything. They're kind of like prof- like my kid never <laughs> yeah. actually got to watch me play football or anything, and it's just kind of a pain in the butt that like people realize it through Wikipedia and then it has, it no. has to answer questions. They've about, yeah. they've seen Dad in Dickies and Crocs for like their entire life, <laughs> so they don't, they don't even know what firefighter gear looks like. I don't think. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.